Welcome to the Bill Bradley Collective on a beautiful Saturday night for us. It's sticky today. I, I, I was door knocking for a uh, for the mayor of my town in a primary, and it was sticky. But tonight it's lovely. How you doing, Zach? Doing well. Watching uh, Jets Giants last preseason of the uh, year. A lot to be excited about for week one. After uh, from what I've seen. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, they have a really hard schedule to start the year, but R.I.P. Corey Davis. If they go three and two, it wasn't a bad run. He, Rest in prosperity. Yeah, he's walking away. He's not yeah, retired. He, he's got his brains. He doesn't. He didn't have his brain scrambled. Twenty eight years old. He's probably made fifteen million dollars. Right? He was a top five pick when he yeah. came out. Uh, yeah. He didn't. Did he get a second? Yeah, I got a second contract. The Jets. Yeah. yeah. All right, Zach. What's a stage seven vegan? They don't need anything with a shadow. <laughs> that is correct. That is, it's it's one of the last really good ones. Yeah. When 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 Homer Simpson's this cool cop on TV, and then he becomes a he becomes a clown, so he changes his name to Max Power because he they said where'd you get that idea? He's got my wife's hair dryer. Yeah. <laughs> just Max Power doesn't doesn't snuggle. Just strap in and feel the G's. How you doing, Andrew? Uh, better than most of the week. I've been under the weather pretty this is, bad. Uh, this is like the it's your I Jordan like flu game. Yeah, this kind is of. <laughs> but I, I'm yeah doing doing good. That's good. Glad you're feeling better, brother. <laughs> two golfers in history have won. Two male golfers in history have won the Open, the U.S. Open, and the Canadian Open in the same year. One of them, of course, was Tiger Woods. Who was the other one? Couldn't let him have the layup. That was a layup. I thought this was a layup. Well, I, mean, I mean, he could have said, well, same, same, who are the two, and he could have got Tiger Woods at least. You know? Same, yeah, that's true. Oh, follow yeah. up. Tiger Woods alive. Yeah. Yeah. Still. Um, <laughs> yeah, that I, I tried to do that today by betting a parlay and adding USC beating uh, <laughs> beating uh, uh, San Jose State, and it didn't help. So... Hasn't been active on the tour probably for 20 years, at least. Same year. At least, yeah, he's definitely not been for 20 years. I'll say the year. Eh, if you say the year, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to get it. Hang, hang so, on, I'll, so I'll take the year. Hang on. <laughs> Give me like 10 hit, seconds. Hit then. He won one of the tournaments in both 1968 and 1971. Gary Player? No. Very good guess. Hold on. It's not uh, fucking Jack. No, it's not Jack. Mike it Douglas. is a player that is kind of similar to Gary Player um, oh. in terms of level. Who, fucking, who am I missing in my head right now? Jesus Christ. This is what happens when your head's in the toilet for four days. <laughs> um, Literally. Yes, sorry. Literally. I know. We're running late here. Uh, obviously, this is... I'm wrong. Tony Jack? No. Tony Jacklin? Lee Trevino. Ah, Lee Trevino Jesus putting Christ challenge. Christ. You could have asked me that. This was, this was a crossover. Uh, yeah. I would, I would have gotten that name fucking Jesus. When you say Gary if, Player, I said, when I think of Gary uh, Player, I also think of Lee Trevino because they were. If one of the clues was he also has a video game in The Simpsons, uh, I would have known that immediately. Uh, Trevino played as an American in like international competition. Right, though. but he was born in Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. And because it was the 60s, his nickname was the Happy Max. Happy Max. <laughs> yeah. So what are you ranting about, other than the fact you got the question wrong? Tear down the Yankees, blow it up, manager, front office, ownership. Just tear it down. And Zach? In honor of early 2000s internet website, hotornot.com, we'll be discussing the Fox News reaction to Donald Trump's mugshot. And in honor of the Hulu and Netflix documentaries about the fire festival i am going to talk about the unwelcomed return of bobby mcfarland and if you say one more thing about cancel culture i'm gonna punch you in the face so with that we'll be back on the bill bradley collective not so fast nope oh wait all right i finished a little earlier than i had hoped so andrew (laughs) what will we as our main topic I mean, Zach's rant was a beautiful, like, shrimp cocktail, pigs in a blanket type appetizer <laughs> to today's aforementioned main topic, which was the first, will be many, 
debates in the run-up to the 2024 Republican presidential primary. Um, we're going to talk about the hosts, the production, the guests, the panel, all of the takes, good and bad, winners, losers, the whole shebang. It's all next here on the Bill Bradley Collective. <laughs> Driving into the crossroads of sports and politics, we are the Bill Bradley Collective. Here are your hosts, Ed, Zach, and Andrew. So, for podcast Andy, not real world, real life Andrew, for podcast Andy, in the interest of the podcast that we talk about week in, week out, things by and large aren't so bad. Um... You know, like UConn men's basketball, reigning defending champs, got this killer recruiting class coming in. They're going to be a top 10 program come November. Cannot wait for college basketball season. Got the FIBA World Basketball Championships going on right now. I love international ball. I don't know about you. I love the fact that the U.S. team is kind of like 12 youngish guys, two of which Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart. You know, I can't, I can't even have that, though, because they're like Nova alums, Nova teammates, but I still love them. They're Knicks. Um, I root for their success and U.S. success in the, the FIBA Worlds. The Jets, the, the god, the goddamn Jets. I mean, look at this. I mean, it's an all twenty-two wet dream. Um, hopefully, the offensive line holds it together. Can't wait for Week One. Um, but I'll tell you what does suck. The New York Yankees suck. Um, I've been one to the, the famous chance in Fenway, the famous chance in Boston parks. Yankees suck. Yankees suck. And it's like there's a lot of evidence in the Yankees' history that they actually performatively like do not suck. Like you know, a lot of World Championships, a lot of success. I think mean, that's just objectively factual. That being said, this incarnation of the Yankees, this incarnation, and I look at it in like a, it, the Hal Steinbrenner era, it's almost like a pre and post Giancarlo Stanton trade. The last fun, the last enjoyable Yankee fan experience for me was like 2017. Uh, the, the, the season before they traded for Giancarlo. Um, again, it was, it was a classic Yankee team with a huge payroll and this and that, but it was also kind of a bunch of just, Grinders, dudes, Didi Gregorius, Todd Frazier, um, you know, just guys that got it done. They, they forced Houston to a Game 7 LCS that they, you know, I'm not going to get into the whole cheating Astros scandal, but it sticks in my craw a little bit still. Since then, since they traded for Giancarlo, and this is no shit to Giancarlo. When he's on the field, he's great, but it's a trade they never should have made. It's a trade that's indicative of the entire Cashman era. These moves that they make in free agency. Uh, a couple exceptions, Garrett Cole being one. Masahiro Tanaka, one of the great stars of that aforementioned 2017 team. These big moves that they try to build the team with have all kind of just been dumpster fires. In, in, the tw- in, in 21st century, 2020s Major League Baseball, you do not erect, you do not build a roster around in free agency. You don't do that. You supplement, even if you have all the resources in the world, you supplement that roster with big ticket items, but you have to develop, you have to draft because people are smart. They've gotten smart. Front offices, scouts have gotten smarter. They've embraced, they, they have found analytics matter. They are uh, informing most teams, if not all, in a, in a big way. Brian Cashman, who is, if not for the fact that he's essentially Steinbrenner's brother from another mother, should have been long gone. Aaron Boone <laughs> should have been absolutely fired after last season. Last season to this season, that's the thing. They, they tried to run something back with the same, expecting, expecting a different outcome with the same parts. And the one part that they did try to change was with the pitching staff. They brought in Carlos Rodon on a, on a huge seven-year, seven $175, $180 million uh, contract. Again, this is another free agency whiff Rodon has started four games, five games this year, one of which has been good. The others have been absolutely abominable. Uh, and they're going to be on the hook for the next six years. Like, he's not, like, he's, this is year one. It's not going to get better. Um, it's time for, it's, it's, it's time for an overhaul. And if you're, as a Yankee fan, I would, you know, what's, wait, what's your, somebody asked me hypothetically, what is your ideal scenario for the Yankees, I'd say, for Hal Steinbrenner to sell the fucking team? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Mets were on the side of that one good Rodon game, so that sucked because he looked great against us, and then I see him get lit up by the Red Sox. But, I mean, this Yankee team, it's it's the same strategy that the Mets had this year of trying to just 
will your team to a championship with these big name, big money guys? And look at the teams that are making the playoffs this year. The Cincinnati Reds, you know, all young guys, all homegrown. The Orioles, all young guys, all homegrown. You know, it's the Mariners out in the West making a run at it. It's baseball's just changed. And aside the, Bra- the Braves are the archetype. The yeah. Braves let Freddie Freeman walk, and they're the best team in baseball still, even without him. Yeah. Sorry. The idea that anyone in 2023 or two when it happened would sign a pitcher to a seven-year contract where all contracts are guaranteed is insane. I can't think of one five-year contract that worked out well. Like, it's just pitchers get hurt. It's like it's it's I mean I hate to say it but it's like the running back issue in the NFL although obviously pitchers are more important but they're more important one game out of five that's an insane deal I mean obviously I'm enjoying every second of this but um yeah it's baseball frankly is better when the Yankees matter So on Monday August 21st one Billy McFarland appeared on Instagram in a white road and announced his newest business venture. For those of you who do not mention, remember the name Billy McFarland, he was very famous for a little, very little while when Netflix and Hulu did uh, documentaries on Firefest 1, the Fire Festival, and what a disaster it was. There was eye-popping fraud. Some people got their money back. None of them were, pe- uh, were the people in the Bahamas who trusted him and worked with him. And they're small businesses in a poor country who rely on American dollars. And he stiffed all of them. And he went to jail for it. He has said that during his, and then it kind of changes, the number of days he was in solitary confinement. And by the way, the level of asshole you have to be to work your way into solitary confinement for a white-collar crime is incredible. They must have just been worried that, that somebody was going to kill him. Uh, he said seven months. He's also said ten months. The, the uh, prison says it was 40 days total. Regardless, this is when it came to him. This has become huge news because... In case you wondered how stupid the world is, he has sold out the first printing of tickets. Now, it might be 12. Like this guy, We can't trust this guy to his word. Tickets run from $799 to $7,999 apiece. And if you wonder what the fire Festival was like, just watch the Hulu episode. It was a disaster. But he's bragging that a-list celebrities like Kendall Jenner and Haley Bieber will be there. Um, my favorite thing was in the original New York Times article, which was written by somebody like me, they misspelled Bieber because he had no idea who the hell she was. And I looked it up and I found out who the hell she was and immediately forgot because I could not imagine caring about her. This, Eddie, when people talk about how white males are no longer advantaged in this world. In fact, they're the most discriminated group of people. As several people who are on the Republican debate stage, uh, in a bit of foreshadowing, have said in their lives recently, um, just remember that Billy McFarland gets out of prison and does the exact same thing he was in jail for, and people sent him money. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, it was on every single, every single network on the earth. I don't blame him for selling out an event. If people are stupid enough to go again, you know, we're a capitalist society. We're we're made of choices. If the market, if the supply is there for the demand and there's clearly the demand. How many times do you does he get to stiff black small businesses in the Bahamas because he paid them nothing? But they we'll had- see if, if they sign up with him again. <laughs> you know, all of these people get to make a choice on if they do business with this guy. All the people that got stranded on those islands and terrified were all like rich white influencers. So if they do go again and get screwed again, fine. That's fine to me. The Bahama Tourism Ministry has said that they will not endorse or improve any events on the islands associated with him. Yeah. That's a good, good. thing. Yeah. Good. 
the second incarnation of Woodstock '94, like that went off the rails a bit. The third Woodstock, it was at least Woodstock, music. Woodstock '99 went way off the rails in terms of just crime and just yeah. uh, please awful. I mean, the fact that they're going to give this a second go after again, like the the consequences of the first one are much worse than it's it's uh, a testament to uh, the the influencer era and. Wanting to be, it's amazing that they want to be associated with the name, I think. And then, but the name is so toxic, despite I guarantee those people haven't like seen the documentaries. And like, I guarantee they don't know exactly what happened. Um, they're great documentaries, everybody should see it. Sure, he talked about, he said, I would take my ability to bring people from around the world together to make the impossible happen. So, to find impossible, a lot lot of self reflect. A lot of refle- self-reflection for Billy Mac. Yeah, no sympathy for anyone who bought a ticket for that, though. I have no sympathy for any. Like there are there are no innocent victims here. But to except round- the except the, the first time the small businesses. To round us out, uh, I will be talking about the mugshot heard around the world. Donald J. Trump, former president, was arrested in Fulton County, Georgia, uh, for charges brought by the District Attorney Fannie Willis. And his mugshot came out very shortly after, went viral almost immediately. He's doing the weird Kubrick stare in it, though, which I thought was a strange choice. Uh, I haven't heard that one yet. That's pretty good. (laughs) But the real thing I want to talk about is the Fox News reaction to his mugshot. Things were said by people such as Jesse Waters, who replaced Tucker Carlson, where he said that his credentials as heterosexual are, you know, untouchable, but that he looked very sexy. There were... The most Fox News takeover. There were other older white gentlemen on the Laura Ingram show saying that he's a gangster now, that he's going to be an icon to a whole new block of voters because of his gangster credentials. And just... It's one of those things where they just had a debate, which we'll talk about, in which they had to bring up this guy's been indicted like 91 times. Like, this is a criminal. And they're just like, look how hot he is. Talking to, like, boomers. Who's watching this now? Because, like, who who is that for? Like, what is it for other 50-year-old white, white guys? Or they say, like, that guy's a gangster. And they go, yeah, that'll give me something to talk to my son about. I just don't get this. Fox News is scrambling to get itself back into Trump's good graces. Now, I don't know. I mean, somehow, after kissing his ass for, what, six years, seven years in a row, uh, he somehow, I guess the, the kisses weren't quite French enough because he's turned on them. And, yeah, it's insane. Um there's a great article, and I forget who wrote it, and I apologize to the person who undoubtedly is a listener. Somebody said, you know, a Republican said, we used to think Fox News worked for us, and then we discovered we worked for them. No, they work for Trump. They can't grovel enough to get back into his good graces, and they just do this stuff over and over and over again. And, uh, yeah, and also, hottest mugshot really shouldn't be a thing. Like, this isn't a senior portrait. Like, it's a mugshot. I had heard part of his absence from, well, I guess what we're going to talk about here today after the break, but uh, that Fox was scrambling. They couldn't find last minute a six foot three inch, 215 pound body double to replace Trump on stage because <laughs> Trump is six foot three inches tall and 215 pounds. He is not reportedly. pounds. I saw a number of uh, sports writers like on social media, they would like post pictures of NHL defensemen, uh, NFL like safeties and shit and be like, that's 6'3", 215. And they'd like compare and contrast that with Donald Trump. It's like one of these things is six foot three, two hundred fifty pounds. Yeah, which Fox? The other, the Fox News is reportedly that it is not even fucking close. Yeah, which the Fox News morning <laughs> host said that is mean to mock it's, him. It's they said mean. that it, they said that it was disrespectful to the. Ju- it undermined the justice system. That was a quote from one of the gals on like Fox and Friends. Yes, that's I presented without comment. We're gonna stick with Fox News as our main topic. As the Republican debate happened uh, this week, 
But the absence of Donald Trump uh, was palpable as it was a contest between people losing by 40 points. (laughs) So we will discuss this debate when we get back on the Bill Bradley Collective. Yeah, I'll get it. Every so often, an opportunity comes along that is truly once in a lifetime. Sign here, please. Yeah, sure. The Fine Print Mint proudly introduces the American Bimbo Collection. Oh, great. Marla Maple. Each month, you'll receive a classic American Bimbo, lovingly handcrafted by the artisans of the Fine Print Mint. There's Jessica Hahn, Donna Rice, Robin Givens, Rob Lowe, even Ted Kennedy. And each bimbo is crafted from material as cheap and tacky as they are. Look, Dad. Her head was hollow. Collect them. Swap them. Put them on a pedestal and then knock them off. Your family will spend hours admiring the amazingly accurate detail on each and every bimbo. Look at the bongos on that one, son. And if you act now, we'll rush you the complete Steve Garvey collection, including all his illegitimate children. To order, send your check to 12 Easy Pieces, Post Office Box T&A, Jigglemore, Colorado, for the American Bimbo Collection. Great set. Hi, Dad. Welcome back to the Bill Bradley Collective. We're just doing our salt and pepper takes. Um, so, the debate, you know, it, it, Snow White couldn't show up, so the seven dwarves had a conversation, and it went on a while. There were big, um, do you remember in 2016, they had like the pre-show debates with Lindsey Graham. And there, was, there, was under, there was an undercard. Yeah, there was, sure. a, there, there was absolutely... <laughs> there were big, like, There was absolutely an ESPN Plus. And Co-feature. The yeah, the, yeah. The, the, there was an ESPN yeah, Plus sign, and, and the highlight was Nico Ali. Uh, <laughs> Walsh Trump, uh, knock, knocking out some fat guy. Trump's team, I mean, I, I don't think Trump came up with this, but uh, retruthed the thing and said the race for VP, the debate for vice presidential pick. Well, which is absolutely actually, yeah, it, it, um, I, I watched some Fox News discussion. That was absolutely the take. But Zach, you probably spent way more time. I mean, I did my due diligence to watch as much of this as I could without um, jabbing knives through my ears. But what did you? Uh, what was your take on the winner? Because I have, a, I had a pretty strong take on who I thought the winner was. Um, I have a difference of who I think the winner is and who I thought the best was. Um, I thought the best was Nikki Haley. Um, she just sounds like, you know, a normal conservative. Like her, I thought her best moment was during the abortion uh, portion, which was by and large horrifying. But she just said, she was like, what are we talking about a six week ban? She's like, that's not going to pass. So let's do 15. And it's like, okay, that's, that seems like a compromised position from the right. I I will uh, not to interrupt, but she actually it's a podcast. I'm not interrupting that she said, you know, we don't Pence was saying, oh, 70 percent of of Americans are against abortions when the the baby is uh, viable. Of course, because they put it that way, many people think it's like able to come out of the womb and cry or something. And so, like, people never, like, 70% of the people in this country are not in favor of abortion. And she she returned and said, yeah, but 67% of the senators aren't, so what are we doing? Yeah, I mean, it was a good, I thought she did the best in just sounding like, she was the only one I thought that sounded like a genuine alternative to Trumpism in the right. Except she reminded me in Connecticut of Aaron Stewart. Yeah. Right. She is on the debate stage with Republicans thinking about the general election and she's the only one doing it because she would like, she's a monster. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Yeah, but, oh yeah. Yeah. But, this is not like a pro Nikki. Haley but I, I thought she was the best also, but the fact that you and I were real thought she was the best is a death knell to her. The Republican oh, party. Exactly. My thought is I said that to Laura. I said, she sounds like she sounds like the Republicans I work with up at the Capitol and that she's not talking to them. They're not voting for her. Nope. You know, in the primary out of the in oh, but who did I thought win it? Won it? Uh I thought was Vivek. A hundred percent. Um Vivek presented himself, I thought, similar to the way Trump did in twenty sixteen, as just kind of this outsider presence. Um I he did not have 
a response when Chris Christie just beat the hell out of him and said he sounded like a chat GPT candidate. Chris Christie is running to maintain his Fox pundit position for four yeah. more years because he's funny. Like that, he is funny. He is funny. But I thought I thought Vivek, um, in terms of like talking to the Republican voting base now, I thought Vivek did the best. He, I mean, the boos. I think one of the big moments of the night was him getting booed after his climate change takes his total climate change denial. Um, but there was something. Again, I'm not. None of these people are victors in my mind in any way, uh, shape, or form. I did think there was something that I think is gonna. I think he's gonna see a bump. I think there was something a little bit galvanizing, captivating about him. Um, I, I, if I don't want to get ahead of us, ahead of ourselves here, but if if we came into this with the idea that Governor Ron was like kind of number two, I mean, I think Ramaswamy is definitely entrenched at three and could possibly bounce up from there. Well, in the, in the polls after he did pass. Sanders. He did. Okay. okay. Um, by, like, by like a point. It was yeah. right. also his poll numbers are weird because it's how much do you how much do you count the polls where you have to respond online? Because he's he dominates those polls because the number of Republicans who who are, you know, astute on social media or on, on you know the internet is not huge. So he dominates those. One one thing I thought that he did that was interesting, what talking to the Republican religious right, specifically Iowa, is he kept referring, he kept saying a God, you know, there is only, there is a God, even though he's Hindu, which has many gods, and I would guess Republicans find strange, um, at, but like, I just thought it was like an interesting move of his to like point to a single God to appeal to those Republican voters. I had, I had a couple questions about him. One, he did have the best comeback to Christie when Christie said the last, the last guy who stood up on the state on a debate stage and said I'm a skinny guy with a funny name and you should vote for me was Barack Obama. We can't go back to that amateur hour. And Vivek turned to him and said, uh, "You didn't feel that way when you were hugging him after after Hurricane Sandy, which is a stupid, but b passes for." Clever. It's, a good, it's a good line in the Republican right. it, pa- yeah. it passes for clever that death to by bipar- death to people of different parties trying to solve a, na- a national crisis. Right. Though, uh, also, like, right. well, we- well, yeah, governance is no longer the posi- <laughs> the point. Yeah. Um, I do wonder what he's running for other than vice president, because if all he says is that Trump is the best possible president, then and. He goes after people for being mean to Trump, and he goes after Pence on on how he behaved with Trump. Is he just running for vice president? I think there is no chance Trump will pick this guy as vice president. I think he's not running for vice president um, because I think Trump's going to pick Kerry Lake or RFK Jr. to be his vice president. Um, But I think Vivek is running for, like, treasury secretary. Get his foot in the door. Yeah. Maybe. Or like commerce. Yeah. Commerce secretary. Do you know something where he can do a lot of damage. So I do want to talk about Nikki Haley a little bit though, because I did think like this is not, she's 15 degrees to the right of Bob Dole or something like that. Like that's kind of where I was. Yeah, I mean, she is a she is a and governed as a, but very conservative Republican, super conservative. However, she then raised her hand when the question was, "Would you vote for Trump even if he was convicted?" And Steph, Stephanopoulos went after her on that when she began criticizing Trump because she did she did say when you know under Trump. The deficit raised by so much. Which he's correct about. Correct. And the deficit is the problem of the Republicans more than it is the Democrats, which will be in every Democratic ad for the rest of time. But but she said that, which is true. She acknowledged truth existed, but she raised her hand that she would vote for him. So George Stephanopoulos, because he's not Chuck Todd, said to her, um, he questioned her about that the next day. And she says... 
I don't think it's ever going to get to that point that Donald Trump becomes president. I think I'm going to be the nominee, and I think we're going to win. We're going to let the court case play out. Everyone's innocent until proven guilty. We'll see what happens. If he's guilty, he'll have to deal with it. Excuse me, none of that answered the question. If he's convicted, would you vote for him? And you raised your hand. Only two people did not, right? It was, it it was, was Christie. Asa, Asa Hutchinson, who Trump repeated during the Tucker Carlson interview, because I call him Ada, don't want to tell you why, but I call him Ada, which just makes me wonder, what the fuck does he know about Asa Hutchinson? He's got a disability. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the only thing I can think of. But um, Or maybe he thinks he has AIDS. But it was maybe sending <laughs> aid to... Uh, I, I have no idea. I mean, he was just like a nothing governor of Arkansas. Yeah. But um, Hutchinson and Christie didn't. And I don't know if you guys caught this, but DeSantis looked to his left, looked to his right, and then raised his hand when he saw everyone else did. Speaking of Ron DeSantis. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who was the loser in it? By the way, the other person I thought could be considered a winner was Pence. Pence, Pe- Brandon's got a better chance of winning the Republican nomination than than Pence. It would You're be damn a, right. It'd be a much You're better president. Right. Yeah, um, I would. I wouldn't work that much. <laughs> I would just use the plane. Yeah, but 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 <laughs> not, do they? So. Yeah, but you know, not doing yeah. much would be help. Would be yeah, better yeah. than yeah. Pence. I doing guess stuff. working on the golf game is kind of what Trump does. But, so I can <laughs> but I mean, Pence spoke the most. Yes. And they were very happy with his performance, which gives you an idea of, of, of what the Pence team thinks of Pence. Um, because it took us like 20 min- 10 minutes to get into him. Oh, he'd be out of the VP running, though. Yes, he, he is his, out of the VP running. Yeah. Um, who lost it? I think uh, Tim Scott was the biggest loser. Um, I mean, listen, Doug Burgum, you know, he was just happy to be there. Well, he was happy not to be in the hospital because he, yeah. he tore his ACL or something. Yeah, yeah, he he, he was you know, he was fine. I thought Doug Burgum was fine. He said nobody cares about small town Americans. I was like, yeah, all right, that's a fine thing for the governor of North Dakota to yeah. say. Uh, but Tim Scott, like, who's hovering around like five to seven percent in every poll, like he can't break away from Haley and Pence. He's just sticking right there, and he didn't do anything to show why he should be president. He debated like a guy who was running for the U.S. Senate, and I didn't think he debated particularly well. I'm not rooting for anybody in this, but you know, I, I think there's like a fundamentally decent person somewhere in there, and he, he, he said, just doesn't have... He, he ain't got it. He just ain't got it. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the part with, with the border. Yeah, they're talking about immigration, and he says... As the next president of the United States, I will make that border wall complete. Waiting for applause that did not come, and it was his George Bush Uh, moment. He's another Rubio. Or Jeb Bush moment. Nobody cares about the wall in the Republican primary. They don't give a shit. They they have moved on from building the wall to to actively (laughs) bombing. (laughs) He's too late. And it's too late to this. Also, yeah, it was like Rubio in the 2016 debates yeah. talking about immigration reform with McCain. Like, like nobody gives a shit about that anymore. Right. He was he was talking also about in the Republican Party. Right? He also is trying to win with being a nice guy. I think, and and by if you are looking for a nice guy Republican, a thank you for your contributions to the Lincoln Project, and B you're not voting for any of these people. Like you're not even voting. You just stay at home because you're not going to nominate a nice person. What are his VP odds? If he if he decided to to if Trump appe- wins? appeal to appeal to Trump and tra- at some point know that his campaign's dead, start to appeal to Trump. What would Trump take no. him in? No. What would be the purpose of taking a vice presidential candidate from um, South, Carolina? South Carolina? He's going to win it anyway. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. Minor- I don't a minority. Uh, I, I thought, to, but every, it, I mean, it's the same thing the Republicans do every year. Is they run um, a black Republican for president, and he oh, you remember Herman Cain um, he ends up on the cabinet. Ends up yep. on the, uh, the uh, from, urban development. Yeah, from housing and urban development. Uh, the guy who forgot to walk out, but he has a cameo in, in uh, the Matt Damon movie. Ben Carson. Ben Carson. Dr. Ben. ben yeah, yeah, Dr. Ben Carson. Doctor the they oh, ben, ben Carson was the one that did that was housing and urban development. Yeah, but like the 
they do it every year and they never win. No. Um, um, because it's why Trump got the highest percentage of uh, black voters that any Republican has. Because he's he a just, gangster. And he just right? said, he said, what do you got to lose? So they want well, to well, he, but also, know, that was his whole case. He but said, also, what do you lose? the highest number of Republican black Republican voters is 15%. Yeah. He gets like that. Thank you for the help. But like that's 15%. Um, and they're all in states where he was going to win anyway. Yeah. Um, and of course, it's a racist party. Even our, our beloved Nikki uh, Haley went over and said, you know, uh, why would you vote for Trump? And she said, because the worst situation is a, is a president Kamala Harris. That's what we can't have. Well, maybe, like, maybe you singled her out because she's a black woman. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm sure it's irrelevant that she's running for vice president, not president. Um, but anyway, I thought the biggest loser, I also thought of Scott. Um, Ron DeSantis had to do something. He, and he did nothing. He is so off-putting. There's something about his face. Like, he tries to smile, and you can tell he's trying to smile. And he just, you know, that line when he, there was one line when he was like, I would sit Fauci down and say, you are fired. Right. And it was like. He's he not just, there. He retired. He, <laughs> and he just looked so, like, weird doing it. Like, DeSantis had to. I think DeSantis came in thinking, I just have to not do badly. But he didn't have to not do badly. He's down by 40 points. He had to do something. He needs a new tailor. He needs to learn how to, like, smile. Like, he's got to maybe get some Botox. I, I don't know what he needs, yeah. but the, his whole aesthetic is... So, my, my, love, my lovely wife, Alicia, watches this show about an autistic kid. I'm not making fun of autism at all. This is going to be the most boomer moment in the history of the series. But he he goes to this girl all the time who tries to teach him how to react to people in a way that's not natural to him. And he does his best. But, of course, he can't really do it because it's it just it's not genuine. It, it's, it's learned behavior in what for everybody else is automatic. And that is, it seems like DeSantis sits down with his, you know, his team every morning and says, okay, I, I know I've screwed up. How do you laugh again? Like, what does that sound like when you laugh? And, right, is it, do you attack kids or do you not attack kids? I can never remember which one. I know that we talk yeah, about it, attacking kids. It was really, like, he also, like, it was evident he's not that tall. You no, know, he's like 5'10". Yeah, like which was also the shocking thing about Ram Swanee is he, I got to and he was like, that guy's like my height. Like, like there if if Trump was on a debate, he's like Trump is not two hundred fifteen pounds, but he's all of six no. three. Two fifteen is. Do you remember? Uh, you guys are too young to remember this. David Letterman every year made a de- big deal about Terry Foster's pitch for a bunch of teams, a left-handed reliever, and they always listed his weight as two hundred five. But the picture, and you would show all the different cards, and the picture always at 205, but all the pictures, I mean, the backs at 205, but the pictures, he's just getting fatter and fatter and fatter and fatter. And Letterman used to call him the big tub of goo. And then Foster came in and ate donuts the entire time. That, he, uh, Donald Trump's the uh, Terry Foster of presidents. Yeah. Also, during the debate, I don't know if you guys know, but, like, the moderators had no idea what they were doing. Brett yeah. Bayer and uh, Kristen McCollum, I think they were. I don't know what the name I have it written down here. It was Brett Bayer who is like a dumb Chris Wallace. But like these people yeah. were not actual journalists. Like they, could, Martha McCollum, Martha, Martha McCollum. Martha. Yeah, but like there was no follow ups really to anything. Like they kind of pushed on the Trump indictment. Like they did actively push on that but the the disinterest people had in talking about trump other than vivek who just wanted to kiss you know said, what a great guy well i wish i wish he was our president wouldn't that be great i know i'm running but wouldn't that be great <laughs> um yeah so that yeah uh, they didn't desantis his team pointed out that no one attacked him so this like, is a good sign no no. Everyone attacked Romp Swanee because they think Romp Swanee is stronger than DeSantis. Right. It, it, ascending, the other's descending. It's the Casablanca. You despise me, don't you, Rick? Well, I suppose if I ever thought about you, I would. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we're not even thinking yeah. about you, Ron. 
Yeah, I mean, it. I don't know if you guys did. You guys watch the first five minutes of it before they got to a question? Yes. Where actually. they played the uh, the Northmen. I have this. Oh, yep, yep, yep. I have My this. favorite part of them doing that was they interviewed Oliver Anthony, the singer of that song, after, and he was like, "Yeah, that pissed me off. I wrote the song about the people on the debate stage." And all of a sudden, his hit is not number one anymore. I was going to talk about this for because... That was so strange. Because they came under fire about it a little bit. And Martha McCallum says, said, quote, He sings of people who are deeply frustrated and don't want anyone to try to control them. It would be a good way to start a Democratic or GOP debate to spark an important conversation. About what? It, it's- it, it did not spark an important conversation they would never play it in front of a, de- a Democratic debate, and Fox would never even show a Democratic debate if Kennedy came back from the grave and debated Obama. It's not a straight-line comp, but I, I, it, the whole thing reminds me of Reagan 84 running with Born in the USA by Springsteen, a song totally Against. anti-Reaganism in every in every yeah, way. Springsteen sued him. Sued, like, it's not dissimilar, really. Yeah, I I really think that the Republican media, especially Fox News, has a problem where when Trump's not in the room, they just don't know what the hell they're doing. They don't know who they're talking to. Like, even in the debate, like, you could tell they were trying to talk to Trump's people without talking to Trump's people, but that is... It's bad for the numbers. Yeah. It's bad for the numbers. Yeah, like, they just don't know what they're doing anymore. They're lost. And Trump went on with Tucker Carlson, who said they have text messages in evidence in court saying, I hate that guy. Um, And he goes on and talks to him, and they run it against the debate. Now, it's Tucker Carlson's X show. It's on X or Instagram. What's it up? Twitter. 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 Artist formerly known as Twitter. Yeah. uh, I only want to call it X because fuck him. I'm sure it drew tens of people, but- (laughs) <laughs> they're saying it, it they're saying it's been watched 250 million times so near <laughs> so by nearly one person yeah. in nearly every person in the united states yeah right, it's, like, yeah, it's, a, right. it's a world cup final right yeah. the four of us are, are the outliers we have not watched it <laughs> I, I watched clips of it because i was like i wonder what the hell that you know what's that rascal doing over there and they were talking about Epstein killing himself, and I was like ah oh, okay yeah. <laughs> they're, not, they're not talking to anybody either yeah. I, I, um, so to get back to the coverage issue, I, because I'm filled with self-loathing, watched the Fox Business Roundtable discussion with Lou Dobbs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're hosting the next debate. Fox Business Fox is Business. the uh, cable carriage home. I'm a big, I'm a big <laughs> Lou Dobbs head. So <laughs> it was Dobbs. It was a political writer for the Washington Examiner. Yeah. Nice. I guess the Daily Caller was not available. Is it Megan McCain's husband? Some radio show that just relocated, but he's up for the Radio Hall of Fame. Um, This guy. Opie and Anthony? This guy looked (laughs) elderly. The thing that got me as I looked at this group is everybody has the exact same hair dye job as Rudy Giuliani has. It was like this, their hair was less authentic and DeSantis's laugh. It was yeah. the weirdest thing. Fox. And they're just going on and on with these takes. You know, we can't overlook what an amazing job Ron DeSantis has done as a governor of Florida. It's like, well, we could look at it, but like, I don't know. They're losing people under the age of 50, like by droves. People go there to die because it seems the better option. Yeah, Fox, people on Fox Business are like the people that can't cut the 2 p.m. slot on a Tuesday. <laughs> it, it, it's like walking into a strip club, you know. On a Tuesday on afternoon. On a Tuesday yeah. afternoon, just being like, I. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Especially guy in the morning. It's nice of them to let, they let the special ed classes get out yeah, early. it's just, it's, it's a rough, it's a rough, I think there's, Jim Cramer is on there's Fox. A guy in the mo- there's a guy in the morning, I'm not sure he's still on, Stuart Varney. Oh, yeah. Just all, of his, all he says is, what say you? That's like his thing when he he'll is say he, something and just look at the at guest and go, "What say you?" That's what he's like. Is, is he the brother of Jim Vardy, the fucking er- Ernest? Ernest, Ernest yes. uh, maybe like yeah, perhaps. Let's say it. Wait, wait. 
We we have a platform. It, He's Jim, a brother Jim of Stuart Jim Varney. Varney. It, yeah, I thought love that, Jim Varney though. To get, Stuart so much. To get back to the coverage real quick is just that like it seemed to be mocked from everyone that wasn't conservative media, like except Newsmax didn't really or News Nation, whatever the fuck it's called now. Newsmax, the one that Trump always goes on. I think it's Newsmax. Yep. Two um, separate entities. Like, they basically, like, didn't say it was a great thing anyway because Trump wasn't there. Like, right. It just it, it, it just shows, like, Fox News' viewing audience is so narrow now in the Republican Party that, like, it's not, they're not talking to the voters of Arizona or Georgia or Pennsylvania anymore. The ratings are good because the people who watch it never turn it off. Yeah. It just runs constantly. It's on every doctor's office. If you're going to get your tires changed, it's always on. Oil change, yeah. I will, if, if I walk into any kind of eating or drinking establishment and it's on, I leave. I, I will not eat there. Like, I'm just not, nope, sorry. This is not good for our country to do this. Also, Chris Christie, who cannot come up with a cogent reason why he's running for governor. He's doing a great job, though. <laughs> He, just I, go on FAN. Go do afternoon drive, afternoon drive on FAN. Make seven figures sh- doing that. Just what? They, you, why are you is, wasting? They should have hired. Just do the, it. He's the Mike Francesa of the Republican just, primary. Just well, he like, nearly was the Mike Francesa of ES. Of oh, he a almost fan. he almost took over the morning show when Imus got fired. Uh, when Craig, when Craig Carton went to jail, uh, Christie was auditioned to be Boomer Esiason's partner. Morning drive, FAN. That's a seven-figure job. That's a huge he'd, national audience. Yes, but it's a sports show. He'd be good know? at it. Well, he would be. He, he would be. You know, I mean, he's good at running for president and attacking Trump. Like he's really good at that. Well, his comment, like it, we can't normalize this behavior. This behavior is below the standards of of the office, and people are going crazy. People booed him. People are booed him, and um, Vivek said, "You know, you're just running out of resentment against one man," and it's like he's. That that guy's fucking weasel. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. we should. I know he's the one that wants a constitutional amendment because that's what we fought the Revolutionary War for. But by the way, not mentioned on, on Fox on Fox Business Roundtable that he thought that we that the Constitution came before the end of the Revolution. Yeah, he wouldn't pass his own civics test. No. That, that he wants, but he civics. Test. We have to. We should Sorry. amend the Constitution. To say, tech moguls, tech tech moguls, not only cannot run for president, but they're not allowed to say anything about anything except tech to anyone ever in a public space. I am so sick. I mean, Andrew Yang, he was our tech guy. He was our tech guy. Yeah, he was our Reddit guy. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, he sucks. He sucks. He ran for mayor. It was terrible. Yeah, he was terrible at everything. And then he said, oh, he was a no-labels guy for a while. These guys aren't even really tech guys. They're like angel investors. They're, they they get their, they, not like, unlike Musk, they just, they get their their teeth in with capital and they, in, in tech companies. That they inherited. That they, that's, yeah. To call them tech, they are quote-unquote tech guys, but not, they have little technological knowledge. Well, well we, we found, relative to. We found out what happens when they take over a tech company because, uh. X is doing just fantastic. Um, I, that was pretty good. I think, yeah, I guess Christie's not a loser because he's just there to keep his name out there. He's there. He like, looks likable right on that stage. With those people, he comes off likable to, you know what I mean? Like, the scale has been shifted so much that, like, it's like if, you're trying if, to find if, a if winner, trying to find someone of common ground. If you're a Republican kind of Jet fan, you are a big fan of Chris Christie. Like you watch that guy and you're like, yeah. He's Did Christie ever lose like governor? He never lost. No, he was term limited. No, yeah, he was term I mean, limited. He may have lost the he, next yeah, time. The bridge, I mean, he was, the bridge, he was bridge, polling at like twelve sure. percent. Ridgegate wasn't great. He um, should have parlayed that into WFAN and gone off into the sun. He he wouldn't win New Jersey in a primary. No. Yeah, which uh, again an issue. Um, DeSantis will not win Florida. No, Trump I think, will win Florida. I think DeSantis will lose Florida by like thirty percent. Yep, because Trump's going to get fifty, and and that's I mean realistically, we're talking about the winners. He's the winner. Yeah, because the only guy that we can think of as another winner is a guy who clearly just wants to be in his cabinet, or at least get to go out for dinner with him. Yeah, Trump was like 
they have nothing without him. He's all they got. Yep. And he's going to be their nominee. And when he dies, like, what the hell are those people well, going to do? When he dies, then that kind of clears the deck. You think? You, you might be able to recreate a cogent version of the party because because they turned it over to him. He won in a presidential election for him. He drove it into the drove the party into the lake. They barely won the House of Representatives in a year when traditionally it goes overwhelmingly for for the opposition party. He, they lost the Senate. They lost the House. Yeah, that that's the thing that doesn't that's the thing that doesn't make any sense. Like politically, like if you just want to win, like just you don't care about anything but winning. Is not only has he been indicted ninety one times. But he comes, he, he's fucking lost. He keeps losing. All of his guys keep losing. Like, the Democrats have the Senate because Trump's guys lost. Like, he gave the Democrats the Senate. So, like, if you want, like, that guy keeps losing. Why the hell do you want to get behind him? All right. Favorite moment. Uh, favorite moment, Christy saying that, Ram Swamy was a Chad GPT candidate. I thought that was pretty funny. It, for me, it was Ram Swamy's screw. You called me about it, and that's so why I watched it. Him not knowing when the Constitution yeah, came was, through, which, by the way, nobody in Republican media ever mentioned. They never mentioned it, 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 it. Never brought it up. Well, because who knew? Oh, God damn it! I didn't know that. I mean, they didn't know. Social media's close up of DeSantis when he. He delivers a line and then he tries to finish it with a smile and he looks like the state cop in Dumb and Dumber when he pulls over <laughs> Harry and Lloyd and he takes a sip of the beer bottle and it's urine, not beer. And he just starts going... <laughs> and it, that, that just... And that, that, to me, that should be just the death knell. Just ring the... Ring the be- throw the damn towel. <laughs> you know? So, um, so excited. We've got like 14 more of these. Oh, very excited. Yeah. I'll watch all of them. Also, let's point out that the middle, the two middle sides were taken by people 40% and 52% behind Trump. So so there was that. They were center stage. <laughs> Tim Scott, you who you have to it was like a twenty dollar Uber ride to his podium. <laughs> yep. With that, we'll say goodnight for the Bill Bradley Collective. As always, we thank you for joining us here. And if you liked today's episode, smash that subscribe button. Leave us a review. Let's help grow the collective brand. We'll see you all next week on the Bill Bradley Collective.